welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and excited to be here with you live here on Facebook, live on Instagram. First time we're going live on Instagram as well as Twitter. Uh, whether you've downloaded this on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're taking it in, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I'm excited to be with you. Jump in the chat. Let us know where you are coming from. Uh, if you're a friend of today's guest, Josh Money, uh, Alabama, or you are one of our listeners, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, uh, and excited to be with you. I do want to thank today's sponsor, IXL. Have a relationship with IXL here now, uh, and here is a short uh, video. Uh, with just some information about IXL. And again, I thank them for their sponsorship. Hey, friends, Andrew Murata here, Surviving and Thriving. And I want to thank today's sponsor for the podcast, IXL. Discover the power of data-driven instruction in your school with IXL. It is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform K-12. through it gives you everything you need to maximize learning from a comprehensive curriculum to meaningful school-wide data. And IXL's diagnostic is research proven to be a strong predictor of performance on standardized assessments, including NWEA, MAPS, STAR, iLearn, just to name a few. And the best part, everything I just mentioned is all integrated into one platform so you can simplify, uh, simplify your ed tech tools. Visit IXL.com to lead your school towards data-driven excellence today. The link is in the show notes. And again, I want to thank IXL for sponsoring Education Leadership and Beyond. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And again, thanks for IXL for being part of the podcast here. So let's get rolling. We are going to meet Josh Money here in just a couple minutes. He's our guest today, a new leader in Alabama. He's a veteran teacher in his second year as assistant principal. Uh, and we'll get to hear from Josh today. But hearing that information about IXL, and I've used IXL as a program uh, here in Port Jervis, uh, but it gives you that instant feedback. Right. It gives you that instant uh, uh, report on how you did. It gives the kids letting the kids know where they are. And imagine we had that in our life. Right. Imagine you ran a faculty meeting and you got data on your performance. Imagine you uh, gave a presentation and you got that data and think about what you could do as a leader to continue to grow and continue to get better. A lot of times people don't want to say uh, something to us about our leadership because they're afraid they might hurt our feelings. So getting authentic, real feedback is an important component of our growth. And whether you're presenting at a faculty meeting, whether you, you know, you're, you're doing something within your school, it's always good to get that authentic feedback uh, there's our opening statement here, but enough of me chatting. Let's bring in today's guest from Alabama, Josh Money. Welcome to Education Leadership and Beyond. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Josh, yeah, nice to see you. Nice to connect. And uh, again, uh, happy to have you on. Welcome. Yeah. So um, I'm really, really blessed. Um, been a long way, you know, long, long road to get here. I spent 14 years in the classroom um first year 
tough. It's tough on everybody. Those experiences, you know, that carry with you for a long time. So um, I'm I'm really just um, overwhelmed at, at times, not just with the work, the workload, but with the, the gravity and the magnitude of what it means to to be in this role. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm super blessed because I've got, you know, a great partner. I've had great partner. I had a great other sister Crystal last year, um, Denise Garibay. She was, you know, my right hand. She was everything that I didn't know I needed, didn't know I was going to need at all because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what to expect. And this year I've got another veteran teacher, um, actually, you know, he's better. He's a double veteran. He's a veteran teacher. He's a military veteran. He's a well, combat veteran. He's a military. He's an army chaplain. He's great. You know, so we've got great leadership. Uh, Dr. Peterson is my principal. She is. Um, Let's back up a sec, Josh. Let me jump in. Let's back up a yeah. sec. You're you're in your second year. You're an assistant principal at Hueytown uh, right. Middle School in Hueytown, uh, Alabama. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Hueytown, Alabama. So um, it's. Jameis Winston, is, you know, he's. A, oh, did he go there? Yeah, that's where he graduated from. Wow. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, okay. a huge supporter. He's, um, you know, he's a donor. He, he makes sure that we're on the right path, so that other other kids can, you know, they got an avenue for the same opportunity that he had. So it's very um, cool. Very cool. Where, well, let's let's talk about your transition again. You had a cool. long teaching career. What's been the biggest change for you now as an assistant principal? Um. You know, the the biggest the biggest change for me was I don't need permission anymore to uh, serve others and meet a need. You know, you, the bureaucracy of things, you you stay in your lane. That's your classroom. You, you, you take care of your classroom. You take care of those kids that are there. And, you know, when when there's an opportunity or there's a need that you see, um, you know, a lot of times it's not your kid, but they're all in the building. So they're all your kids. And, you know, as one of two or three men in a building with, you know, 43 females, you know, the roles that you, that you fill, um, you wear many hats, you know, I mean, you can reach things and you, know, you put things up, you put things down, you, you're the guy, you know, and, and it just depends. And I tell people now, you know, I don't, I don't pick how my day is going to go or start. You know, it's I have to be open. We adapt and we overcome. You know, teachers like the special forces of the professional world. So be ready for it. And if you don't know, ask and get help. You know, we seek a need, see the need, and meet the need. So the biggest shocker for me was you get outside of your classroom, the needs are so great and they're, they're, they're just vary. And any school you're in, Everybody's got issues. They all got problems. Kids all got needs, but the basics are still the same. You know, it, serving people, love Jesus, love others, and persevere. You know, so teach them to have the capacity and the tenacity to keep pushing. And you see on a greater scale how everyone, is, you know, they're working so hard. And a lot of times, I think in a classroom, we feel like we're the only ones that are experiencing something. And that's not the case. You know, it's so broad and it, the needs are so common. The socioeconomic status doesn't change the fact that, you know, relationships are still key and you'll figure out what they need and how to get them that when you're building those relationships and making those connections. So it's a shocker. It's really, it's really difficult 
you know, being in a school with almost a thousand kids. You have a thousand kids in Hugo. Well, a little over nine sixty. So, wow. So you are you are active during the day. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I um, you know, I walk between I walk, today I'm inside the building alone, twelve point four three miles. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, wow. it's, you know, we never move. I mean, we're in we're, we're in classrooms every day. We never miss class change. We're in the hallway every time that bell rings. That's the expectation. And, you know, we're there in breakfast. You know, Mr. Ford's got outside. You know, he lets them in the building. He's there in the lobby when they come in. I'm at CMP running the lunchroom and making sure that my, my lunchroom ladies that are phenomenal, you know, they feed and they take care of everybody else. And, you know, I've always wondered, you know, who takes care of them? So. Um, I told my wife on the way home when she leaves her classroom, it's 630 here. She's or 610. She's on the way out. And I told her, you know, stop the grocery store and get some eggs because my lunchroom ladies are having a breakfast casserole tomorrow. And you know, I walked I walked in yesterday with a pound and a half of bacon and, you know, I buy and they'll fry. So you know, <laughs> we, they feed everybody else. And I walk in with groceries and it's great because. <laughs> You know, I, I don't need permission anymore to enter the lunchroom. You know, I'm, I'm I went and got food safe certified, and I'm behind the line when they're short and wearing the hairnet. And the, I hate the beard guard, but you know, it's it, it's great because you seek a need. Serving leadership's my thing. You know, I want to be for them what they need, not what I needed then. That's what I learned last year. My goal was to be for them what I wish I had, and what I learned was they don't have the same needs that I did. And through the, you build those relationships so that you learn what they need and then you find a way to get it to them. And that was modeled for me by my principal, um, Ms. you know, Holly Costello. She, she, she never let me go without what I needed. And when she couldn't get it to me as a young teacher, she provided me with opportunity and access and then the training and the support that I needed to sustain it. Um, you know, she, she was great. You know, I've got, she's helped me connect with great mentors. And you know, I've got you know, others here, you know, Dr. Jennifer Rosado. I taught her kid and I didn't realize that she would turn into, you know, that big sister that knows what's going on and helps you see from a different perspective in a different system. You know, and then, you know, our mutual friend, you know, Matt Hodge, who's now retired, who's been in several different systems lots of different um, viewpoints and you know that that kind of insight i talked to him this morning and we were just discussing um, our different paths here and how i see things in a different school with a different demographic different you know different socioeconomic status you know there's there's just so many different situations but the stuff that the kids need is still the same and yeah. You know, he's he's let me think about, you know, the fact that, you know, inside leads to inspiration for others. So we'll get to our friend Matt Hodge. I hope he's watching. Yeah. He's a, a great leader, Alabama there. But let's talk about you here, uh, Josh. Again, teacher into the classroom. Now that you're doing it a year and a half, you're in your second year. What it what does leadership look like that's different now than what you thought it was, right? You always saw the the leaders around the building, but now that you're one of them, what's different about it than what you thought? You know, you build your 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 perception based on experience and coming through grad school the first time, 
you're thinking, all right, this is what it'll be like when you get there. Then going through grad school again, you know, getting my ADS, it was, you know, you, you, you have a broader view, but you see it through a different lens. And then COVID comes. So everything you thought that you were going to do, everything you thought it was going to be like, you know, is completely transformed. So what I see now or what I hear the most from teachers at, at you know, in conferences, teachers and faculty meetings, local, in my building, in my system, um, what I hear most is that the leadership putting your faith in someone's uh, their background and their experience that carries weight. But I see a lot of teachers now who give more equity to leaders who were still in the classroom and taught through mm -hmm. COVID. Yeah, because it's a different mindset and it's hard. Um, you know, the real conversations I've had with them. It is um, it's hard for them to believe that you really understand what they're going through and how they feel when you haven't been in the classroom since things have completely flip flopped. Mm -hmm. So it's a, just a change of perspective. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we're so polarized and those before their experience and their knowledge hasn't, you know, it doesn't have any value because on the flip side, as an administrator, everything changed for those, you know, who were in position before because they had to, you know, adapt and overcome and really just adjust because it didn't look the same for them either. While the responsibility for them wasn't just the 30 kids that they taught at a time, it was everyone plus the 2.3 parents that are, you know, statistically belong to every child. And that's a lot of people that you've got to focus on and convince that we still have a plan and that it's, you know, still on the right track. So it, it gets very complicated and it's multifaceted now. So you, it just changed the lens. You know, I, I based things on the leadership that I had and I thought, okay, I've had a capacity built in me and this is what I'll do when I'm there based on what I've been taught. And, you know, still, I go back to them when I hit a roadblock and I don't know really what to do, you know, seek, seek higher counsel, you know, seek wise counsel. So I, I, it's nothing for me to call them. Now I'm blessed with it because I can't call them. And right now I need your help. I don't know what to do. And, you know, to find out that they've had the same experiences in their career, I thought here, this never happens. Like how can anybody else tell give me advice here you know this is an anomaly but no you know I, I spoke with one of my my other previous administrators she said oh yeah this has happened to me yeah, on sure. my first day it happened on my first day and i'm with a year and a half and i'm going okay i should know better by now i should know what to do and have an idea but no nah, i mean you're always going to have questions i thought that you'd come out of college, you'd come out with a degree, you know, you, you, you're going to be taught how to be a good teacher. You'll, you'll be developed over time. But I thought that when I got my master's degree from Sanford, that I was ready, you know, but I wasn't. Till the, till those thousand kids came your way. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> everything changes. I mean, then you go get your EDS because you want to learn more. And then guess what? That's still not enough education because you can't teach what you need to know. You have to live. You have to live it for sure. And one of the people living it, Josh, he's watching AJ Bianco from New Jersey. Give him a shout out. And again, if you are watching live, jump in, say hello. Uh, AJ is an assistant principal in New Jersey, a busy one like you. Josh, what's the most challenging 
part of your day? I have to convince kids that don't know me that I care about them. And I haven't had to do that because I was in a small town. I taught there were, you know, we had 625 to 665 kids, depending, uh, you know, for the majority of 14 years, I was one of two sixth grade history teachers. You know, my counterpart, um, she, you know, we were, you know, different people. I mean, she's female, I'm a male and I was the guy, you know, and when you're built like me, shaped like me, look like me, I mean, it, it's kind of an anomaly for some kids. They're like, oh, I've never, you know, I'm the most constant dude that's ever been in their life for the majority of their life. I'm there every day. And in 14 years, I miss nine days. Wow. And, um, you know, I pride myself on that. I, I wow. wake up every morning at 401 and I'm, I'm out and I'm ready to go. And wow. I, I drive an hour to get to work and I'm excited when I get there. And most of the time I'm walking in with breakfast for my lunchroom ladies, you know, so it's just different. And I think that trying to meet those needs there that's the most challenging part because they're, they're so different you got a thousand kids I, the last child i spoke to today my last student I, he he needed shoelaces that was his that 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 was his mount everest he needed shoelaces i started my day with a, a, a guy that just needed a belt well in the middle of my day i got a kid who he's been at home you know all day and he doesn't have internet and he's worried about his work and he's trying to do his work on his phone you know so it's it's you know i mean so far apart it's so so different because it could be anything and you just have to be ready for it so proving to them that i do care so bring it to me you know whatever it is big or small i don't care bring it to me because if it matters to you it matters to me it has to because i can't tell you that i care and then be inconsistent with my attendance or be inconsistent with my attention to your needs because then I'm just like everybody else has ever let you down. And that's a lot of pressure, but it's an honor. Well, going through all this turmoil, going through all these challenges, how do you yourself continue to grow? Cause like you said, you have to experience these things. You have to go through them, but how are you sharpening your saw as an assistant principal? You know, my principal now, Dr. Peterson, she um, she's very intentional with what she does. The tasks that she has assigned to us um, as assistant principals, splitting things up, the way that she has modeled things for us, the high expectations she has for us, it trickles down. I mean, and, and our faculty know that I'm held accountable for what I have been assigned, and so are they. So I spend a lot of time trying to get perspective from others before I make a decision, a theory, um, problem-based, you know, it's um, intentional and slow discipline. And I, I talked about this when I interviewed with her. Um, the goal is to get it right. So if you've got to take a little extra time to do that, and the kid, let's say the kid ends up in, in school detention for, you know, you come back and, the consequence is three days, but it took you a day to get there, to, to get it right. Well, then two days, you know, you're not, he's not going to do three more. He's already been there a day, you know, and, and listen to people who have done this, getting their perspective, being open. That's how you sharpen your soul. Because if you, I, I believe that the arrogance of I'm, I'm here, I have a title now that, 
that's a hindrance to everyone. It's a turn off and nobody wants to be around somebody that thinks they know everything. And as a servant leader, you're basically exposing yourself to the fact that everyone else sees it. You don't know. And that's why you're here because I need to be able to get you the resources, get you the tools, get the kids, the stuff that they need so that you can do your job. That's, that's my job is to provide. And I take a lot of pride in that. You can hear it certainly in, in what you're saying and, and, and providing for kids. And another group you're providing for is uh, some underprivileged uh, people. You're part of Mercy Chefs, uh, helping feed the less fortunate. Tell me a little bit about that journey. Um, several years ago, there um, we had a, um, a natural disaster here and it took a lot of we had you know category you know i guess it would be category five tornado it um it went, yeah it was massive and it went through one of our local communities and they were you know pretty rural but they were cut off from town i mean they were already rural they, they, i mean their gas stations kind of built in the back of a, a grocery store or wow. you know, kind of a combination and um we attended a church that um wouldn't let you um for insurance purposes, you know, you had to go through safety courses and things to, to go and run a chainsaw with the group, you know, and I didn't attend the course, so I couldn't go. And for somebody to tell me that you can't go meet a need when you have the resources, you've got your own stuff, your own saws, your own gas, your own stuff, but you can't go. Now, you can come, but you just can't be a part of it with us because you haven't been certified. Well, that just bothered me. I mean, it just... I find a way. So disaster relief kind of became a place, uh, a refuge for me because, you know, cooking, feeding people that that's cathartic to me. I come home, I cook for tomorrow and, you know, I'll put it in the fridge and I don't even eat it. You know, I'm taking it to them in the morning. That, that that's, that's, that makes my heart whole. It's how I, I have therapy, you know, it, you mental health in education um, leads to, more productive teachers and that's got to apply to administrators as well. And, you know, teacher burnout's real, finding a way, finding an outlet, finding a place where, you know, you can meet a need and see something right now that is effective and helps others fills my heart and it, it helps fill my cup. So I'm prepared to go back tomorrow. Cause if I'm not, if I'm not whole, I can't help. And, you know, it's a, it's a daily grind. You know, you come home and that's your focus. And Mercy Chefs uh, opened the door and said, hey, you want to come stir a pot of beans? Sure. You know, I mean, I, I, I what we realized was the communities where we're serving, you don't have, they'll let anybody come and help and they're begging for help. And when you're willing to bring your own stuff and stand there in the cold and feed these people, while they're, you know, worn out, weak and weary from what whatever's taking place, man, it, it's it's amazing because you pour yourself out into others, and then you you find out that your your cup still runs over, and it, it's easy to be passionate about something that makes you feel good. Absolutely, and and kudos to you. You've talked about meeting the needs and serving a lot here. Um, one of the people who's helped you along the way, a friend of mine, a friend of yours, Matt Hodge, he connected us. Tell yeah. me some of the things that you've learned from Matt and his leadership style. Matt 
Matt and I, our leadership style is different. Um, it's, you know, everybody's going to be different. There are some similarities, but he, he's leading me because he has taught me not to, not to give up or not to sacrifice how I feel just because it's not what the others are doing. Don't let what they're doing change what I do. So find a way to use my skill set or my passion, my heart, my drive to meet, you know, the gap, fill the gap, you know, mind the gap. And uh, my principal, you know, Dr. Peterson, she, she quotes that a lot, you know, mind the gap, you know, you stand in the middle and being that person right there, that knowing your role, um, that's very helpful. So he leads me by reminding me to do self-assessment, you know, what is necessary, what's applicable, what will be um, appreciated, what's necessary, um, what do we really need? But then the la the last thing that I've been working on here, um, his focus with me, we were eating breakfast and he told me, he said, you know, you wear your heart on your sleeve, but you wear your stress on your face. Mm. And I brought that up to some of my teachers because I told them that this year, January, I, I want to, you know, I want to be intentional about everything that I do, every step that I take. And one of, you know, one of my teachers started laughing. She said, oh, every step you take, you know, the kids know which which one of y'all is coming up the hallway. They can tell because they know the cadence of your steps. They know, <laughs> they know, they, they know it's you. And you can't sneak up on anybody. I mean, I, I'm a rather large individual anyway, but I want to to work more on on this because I don't want someone to not approach me. He really, Matt, man, he he really just knocked me down as a gut punch. He said, "What about the person that doesn't bring you something because they feel like you?" are maybe overwhelmed, you know, that, that hard feeling of, Hey, I, they step in, Hey, I know, you know, knock on the door and they creep in part. Hey, I know you're probably really busy. I don't want somebody to be turned off and not come. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to meet a need because somebody thought they were protecting me and yeah. not going to add something else to my plate. That, that hurts my heart. I don't, I I'm there. Have I that know. ready to help uh, face yeah. on. Have I mean, that yeah, help yeah. you face. Bring it to me. You know, I had, I, had, I had mom today. She says, you know, well, he didn't tell you what was going on. And I said, well, I don't know why. I mean, I was there. I asked him. She said, well, have you seen you? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> have said, you well, yeah. She said, have you seen you? And I said, yeah. She said, okay. Well, you don't know him. This is your first interaction with him. And if I, I mean, just think about it. If I'm him and sixth grade him, you know, 80 pound him, and then there's me. Yeah, maybe I'm not looking like the most approachable guy. I had kids the other day in the class this morning. And sub was late and, you know, I'm filling in for the teacher who's got some stuff going on. And the girl's sitting in front of me and she says, Mr. Money, smile. I said, I am smiling. She says, well, then like do better. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, she says, well, you don't sound happy. I said, what do you mean? This is my happy face. It's my happy tone. I'm a happy guy. I'm I'm happy. And I'm happy. Like, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I am happy. I'm thrilled. And you don't ever smile. I'm like, I don't, I'm focused. I, I'm not focused on the smile. I'm focused on the job and the task at hand. And 
you know, I'm, I'm, tough times call for tough men and and i i want to be tougher and i want to make sure that they know that you can bring it to me because i'm tough i can take it give it here give it to me i'll take it i'll run with it whatever you need we'll figure it out together hey josh another thing we got to do is making sure that the kids are learning they're getting the work and i mentioned ixl uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, they're sponsoring the show here. Right. And I asked right. you if you had experience with them. Tell me right. your experience and what you saw with kids using IXL. You know, some of my favorite years in the classroom were when I had a um, uh, directed studies on my rotation. And I used to look at what they were learning and, you know, they would have to reteach me because I don't know. I'm not in that classroom with that teacher. So their method, their delivery, their style, it would, would be different from the way I was taught and, and even different from, you know, the way I understood, because we all know that we teach the way that we learned. Okay. So we're going to pass that forward. So, cause that's the way we understand it. If we don't understand it, I can't get you to understand it. So, you know, math, especially for, for, for adolescent boys, you know, middle school, been sixth grade for, for a long time. And the, the, the way our mind works, I mean, we're just looking at numbers and sometimes, you know, you're that algebraic mind. Sometimes you're the, um, you know, the, the other side. So teaching them that it's okay to think differently is, or see the numbers different. That that's, that's fine. You know, I did, um, I did great in geometry, but I struggled, struggled in algebra beyond, you know, solve for a and figure that out. You know, when it got more difficult, it was hard, but different perspective. They're sitting there with them. They're coming to me. Well, IXL kind of, it changed that game because it put it in a regular format to where every kid coming in those classes, they're like, okay, directed studies. What do you need to do? What's left to complete? Well, I've got to do my IXL. So I'll get my green light and I keep on going and then we'll work forward to it. So it really, the format flat out across the board, it, it's easier for teachers to keep up with what assignment do you have? It's posted there. How far do we need to go with that instant feedback for them watching those kids get that green light, man, that, that's worth, that's worth the dime every time. And being able to read stuff with them, you know, so the different assignments they would post, you know, so it's not just math, they're coming in and they've got their IXL or the reading assignments posted there. You know, I, there's nothing, nothing more fulfilling. I don't think, you know, I, I, I loved, I loved reading to kids. It was, I struggled with reading when I was a student. Uh, I, I was a struggling student period, you know, across the board, not just because academics, because I didn't know that my own potential was what it was. It was just hard. And, focused on the social aspect of school, you get into the academic part, it, it added layer of difficulty. So IXL puts it that there. So I mean, you're working on it. And when you've got the spare time and you feel like you're behind, you just keep on working. It's, it posts when you're done, you get the grade, you know where you were, and it shows you what you need to work on. So, you know, having those extra assignments for, from a teacher standpoint, you know, kids always, you know, can I redo something? How, what can I do to bring my grade up? Well, right now, you know, your your IXL score overall is struggling. So why don't we get on that? You know, you you got some downtime. Why don't we crank out some more practice, you know, and learning math, learning your multiplication tables, learning, you know, adding, multiplying, divide decimals in sixth grade. It, that stuff's tough on them. Fractions, that stuff's tough, but it gives you infinite amount of practice. It's not the same worksheet, you know. You're working it out on paper, but you get to see another problem 
that's relevant to what you're doing and it steps it up in difficulty as you go. And then when you start not, you know, maybe you're not so successful. So it, you know, drops it back down then you get the median range and then you're out, you know, once you, you you finish that green lights, that green lights, it's worth the time every time. You know, just uh, again, year and a half in, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't, I don't know that, a backup. My principal told us and start. She said, "I don't hire career assistant principals. If you choose to be an assistant principal for the remainder of your career, it will not be because you don't have the capacity or the ability to be able to be a principal. It will be because you chose." And I see how hard she works every day, but I enjoy being the boots on the ground. And I, I really, I think I'm in my place. I, I think that I'm thriving where I'm at. I am blessed to be there. I've got the support that I need for future growth. Uh, in five years, if I'm in my office, but I'm better at it when I'm in there, that's fine with me. I, I don't I don't mind. I mean, I'm never in. I don't even turn the lights on. They've got the automatic light switch. You know, you're in there long enough that they'll and you don't move. It'll go off. I don't even turn them on. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't turn them on. I go in, I sit down and leave the door open and the hallway light and the big window behind me. It. That's enough. You know, I, I I don't even turn on the lights and I have a desktop with a monitor, but I don't use it. I've never even turned it on. I carry the laptop when I leave. I go. I put the mouse in my pocket and I'm gone. And I work in the lunchroom, standing in the podium and watching all the kids. And, you know, I'm in there. At, I'm in the lunchroom at 10, 15, 10, 20. And I come back to the office, um, you know, the main office at uh, 1250, 1150. I, I come back and, you know, then I've got 1250, you know, we start another rotation. I make it to be in classrooms in the afternoon. It, it's just, it's a blessing to be where I'm at. I, I don't, I'm planning for a future. Yeah. But I don't, I've been happy, but being fulfilled is different. And happy where you were. I mean, I was in a place for a long time, over a decade. You know, my wife, when she came here, we were on the same school schedule. We taught the same kids. I taught half of an entire town for over a decade, you know, pretty much. And I, I, I wanted to leave a legacy there. And I, I think I did a really good job. But in five years, I want to have another one to leave. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you certainly got your hands full and you certainly are working your tail off there. But you mentioned the word thriving. You're loving it. You're you're working hard on it. I say surviving and thriving, Josh. That's if right. I take the word and out. What am I putting in there for you? What is your one word, your strategy, your mindset, uh, that technique? What are you doing? That one thing, surviving blank thriving. Take out and and put something in there for me. Relentless. Relentless. Okay. Tell me about that. Perseverance. You never give up. I mean, the relentless pursuit of excellence. I have, I'm a hard, nobody's harder on me than me. And the people that, the people that care about me, the people that poured into me, disappointing them was always the most tragic thing that could have ever happened to me. You know, um, I, mean, I, I shed tears as a grown man and an employee in the office with your boss because you feel like you disappointed her. And, you know, I spoke with my other assistant principal today on my way out. I said, man, this is what I'm going to go do. I got to go. I'm going to go now. You know, he said, man, you know, go do your thing. You know, I'm proud of you. And I said, I've always kind of operated. You know, I, I was an athlete and I always played with a chip on my shoulder. Like I had something to prove because I did. And I knew who I had to prove it to. But as an adult, 
it's me. And success is not something you can buy. It's rented and the rent is due every day. (laughs) Relentless pursuit of excellence. I am stubborn and I am hard headed, but I am hard on me. And that has driven me to be what I am. And I, I don't leave work. You know, you never leave your wingman. And I don't leave work. I want to be the first one in and the last one out. And I don't, I don't take that lightly. I made a promise that, you know, you will not outwork me. And they said, well, that's a challenge because she's a hard worker. And it's a great because I need someone that will respect that out of me because it takes one to know one. And those who aren't, they don't understand it. They don't have it in them and they don't respect it. They just think you're crazy. (laughs) They're not willing to do that, you know? And I want to be the hardest worker in the room. I don't want anybody to have to lean on what I've told them to find the truth. I want them to be able to rely on what they see me do. Nice. Action speaks words. Uh, Your friend Matt Hodge jumped on. Hello, Matt. Uh, Josh, before I know it, there's 40 minutes out the window. 638. So let's get to rapid fire. These are quick answers. First thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready for rapid fire? I'm ready. Am I going to be able to hold you to rapid fire? Sure. I don't know. Relentless, bro. You might break through. We'll see. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, me. Last book you read? Um, last book I read was um, uh, Ghost Soldiers, uh, World War II guys, actual stories. They died. They were there. They survived. They told the truth. So there you go. Last movie you saw? Last movie I saw. Oh man, I I don't even watch TV anymore. I we I, I haven't I haven't been to the movies in a long time. The last movie we went to go see was, jeez, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't have to. Last concert? How about concert? Oh man, the Eagles in Atlanta. That was amazing. And we're actually going to see Journey um, in just a couple of weeks. Incredible. Uh, They're still playing, yeah. huh? Yeah, I know. It was, I mean, it was amazing. I, I listened to them all my life. That was the most amazing. It was a lifetime experience. Favorite dish? Favorite dish? When I don't feel good, I want lasagna. <laughs> You're talking to a Italian from New York, John. Yeah, I know, man. That's, you know, teacher appreciation meals. We I'm in charge of uh, PTA, and uh, I've worked with my CMP people. So, you know, they they if I've got to feed somebody else, I need them to heat it up, I include them. So they make the lasagna, and they get one, too. So my teachers of the month, they get a plan. They're happy. I know you were just up north here. Uh, favorite place to travel? And I want to take me warm, put my toes in the sand. I want to be on the beach. I want to be somewhere where I am at peace, left alone. In 2024, I will fill in the blank. I'll persevere. A pet peeve of yours, something that gets under your skin. Question my character. Ooh. <laughs> a recent victory. I got a parent to take her son to get him the things he needed. And she didn't know he did. He wouldn't talk to anybody. But she says, you know, this mom, she looks at me and she says, you may have saved my son's life. Wow. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I'm hungry, man. I want breakfast. (laughs) I'm hungry. 
I want that Waffle House. Where is it at? I got to have it. One thing you're curious about. Who decided that the stuff inside of Stretch Armstrong had to be a secret? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Nobody knows what it is. I don't get it. I, I mean, but it, you can't destroy it. You can't even burn that guy. <laughs> My neighbors, they My neighbors put one in the bonfire and it's still there. I don't understand. <laughs> Is there something about Josh Money that people do not know about? You know, I I, I don't know. I, I I think I keep a lot of things secret. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they I don't I tell them what I I let them see what I want them to know. So Keep things keep things pretty close, you know. Yeah. All right, here we go. These are one or the other. You pick one or the other. First right. one's got three choices: cheeseburger, taco, or empanada. I can't make everybody happy. I'm not a taco. <laughs> if I want to do that, it'd be a taco. <laughs> beach, pool, or lake? Man, send me to the beach. Book or audio book? Book. Series or a movie? Series. Alabama is fill in the blank. Alabama is not as good as Auburn. <laughs> Matt Highs don't like that. I know. My, I got my EDS from Alabama. <laughs> Win, uh, winter or summer? Oh, summer, all the way. Give me the heat. I hate cold. Cold's miserable. Cash, cash or credit? Cash is king. Morning or night? Morning. Cookie or donut? Donut. <laughs> Coffee They're or tea? healthier. They got a hole in the middle. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Tea. Surviving or thriving? Thriving. There we go. Josh Money, everybody. Hueyville Middle School. Josh, God bless you on your journey. Uh, I know your faith is uh, extremely important to you, uh, but thank you for sharing your story today, and thank you for the work you're doing in schools. You are making a difference, uh, and I thank everybody for tuning in. Josh, do you have a quote? you have uh, something that you want to send us out with, something that really resonates with you? Yeah, I, I've been telling boys for a long time that when you know a man's got nothing in life, he got two things. A man's got just two things. You got your word and your work ethic, and that's it. So you don't lose it for nothing. Your word and your work mm -hmm. ethic. Well, you showed both of those tonight here on the podcast. I appreciate you. We're going to sign off here, Josh. Uh, but this is Josh Money. Josh, you're on social media. Anybody, if they wanted to tag you or, or connect yeah, with you? I've got, a, I've got a Facebook page. We had to start that in grad school my first round, get my master's degree, and I'd avoided all those years. But I used to use it just for my classroom to communicate with parents. So it's there. Okay. I, don't, I don't I do not do a lot. I don't post a lot. You know, I, I posted this this morning and then, you know, got some haters, so I took it down. And, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll be there. So, you know, it's a good thing. So keeping up with the rest of the world. All good, everybody. Josh Money, uh, second year assistant principal at Hewitttown Middle School, Alabama. Josh, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Man, thanks, Andrew. All right, you stay on the line. If I can help you in anybody uh, with anything, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata21 on Twitter. 
keep surviving and thriving, friends. And it's January 2024, um, summer uh, retreats, summer workshops, school openings. We are booking them like crazy. So I would love to connect with you. I'd love to come to your district. Reach out if you are looking for your convocation speaker, your school opening speaker, or your summer leadership event speaker. Have a great night, everyone. Josh, stay on the line. I got you.